Welcome to the first Patreon episode of Always Listening. We're your hosts. I'm Josh. I'm Joel, and we are Always Listening. And this episode of Always Listening, we're going to be covering being honest with your ex. Uh, Josh, we should establish, I suppose, before we get into the actual discussion of the show, what is a Patreon episode and where does it come from? It comes from our listeners and we're pretty much paid to do it. Yeah, that's literally what happened here. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash always pod and uh, you can become a patron right now. You can. Uh, yeah. It's like sponsored content. It is literally sponsored content. That's exactly what this is. Uh, you can become a patron for as little as a dollar a month all the way up to our highest package is $47 a month. And that's the executive producer level. Lots of rewards in there for you. The other thing that we're looking for is goals. We're working towards the goal of $100 a month. And that's going to uh, click over and, and, and cause the creation of some bonus content for all of our listeners. Uh, we're going to have behind the scenes stuff for our shows, sort of pre-production meetings. We'll record and produce that as well. And most importantly, that will be the first level to which we will then, as a show, pay it forward and sponsor a um, another podcast, which will be voted on by our Facebook group. That's right. All right. So this episode was sponsored by Peter C. Hayward. Peter is a member of our Facebook group. He's been a listener for a while. He sent us in some feedback recently. Uh, about uh, the fact that he was uh, traveling uh, cross country and uh, uh, listening to us as he went. Um, he uh, asked on the Facebook group, I was a little confused about your $27 level and, and what does it mean? So I explained to him, at $27 a month as a patron, you can pick a show that we will review. You can always suggest a show for us to review and we'll add it to the list. We look at that list throughout um, our the course of the year as we're looking for new shows to review. If we don't have a new one already in the hopper, that's one place that we go to um, very often. But... You're not guaranteed to get that done. If you're a $27 a month patron, you are guaranteed a review. So that's what the man asked for. That's what the man got. Peter asked, would it be uncouth, sir, to request my own podcast to be reviewed? What do you think about that, Josh? What do you think about the nature of paying to have your show reviewed? Uh, well, it's a form of marketing, isn't it? It is exact. That is precisely what it but is. But also, here, so that's, that's one point. But after listening to... His podcast, being honest uh, with my ex, uh, he just seems like a dude who is always trying to make things better and figure things out. So I would think that a large portion of his is just to get our feedback, yeah, um, and 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 see what we what what he could do better or what we like or don't like. Also, interestingly, and we're going to talk about this in in the episode here. He himself gets a great deal of his income, a sizable portion of his income from Patreon. As a matter of fact, he is a Patreon supported writer. So, uh, yes, he's got two podcasts. Did really? you know that? No, I, I I guess I missed the other one. I want to say he's doing one with his brother that is a movie script. Podcast. So over the course of the first season, I guess, I'm not really sure. I think there's six deep, six episodes deep. They record and walk through the steps of them writing a movie script. So like one episode is what what is the theme going to be for this? And then you get to see them put it together and create a movie script from scratch, which I'm probably going to check out because that seems really interesting. Yeah, I was going to say that that seems very, very interesting. Now ask me the name of it. What is the name? I don't remember. <laughs> uh, and that is completely useless information, I guess. 
Peter C. Hayward, he's a, a man about the internet, and uh, he is one of the hosts of this podcast, always listening to Being Honest with My Ex. That's where we are uh, today. Uh, it's Peter on the one side, and who is the uh, titular ex? Uh, SJ. Or Honor uh, Eastley. Which is better because SJ is probably my least favorite of the J's. TJ, MJ, fine. SJ, little difficult. I don't know that I've ever heard anybody named SJ. There's a reason. <laughs> and I just explained it. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, what is this show about, Josh? It, it's a it's about two exes, right? These, these uh, people dated each other. Peter and uh, Honor dated each other once upon a time. They were engaged even. Yes, which, oh man, I'm so glad that is what the relationship was. Well, so you and I discussed this before we ever, when we first got the request, like what was this going to be? Um, well, I should say, before we even get to that, you and I have a bias that is going to affect this podcast and our review of this podcast. We both love Australian podcasters. I wouldn't go that far. Oh, come on. You're not, you're, aren't, don't you believe that you give a podcaster with an Australian accent like at least a bonus point or two in your head subconsciously because you are so used to good content coming from that accent? I know you do. I do. I know you do. Look, look. So we listen to the point is we listen to a lot of Australian podcasts for two, which is weird, right? Guys from Ruston. Yes. For two, for two guys from Ruston, Louisiana, uh, in the middle of nowheresville, Louisiana, you know, United States. We listen. How many are you subscribed to that you listen to like weekly or biweekly or however often they come out? Well, spoiler alert, I'm subscribed to this one now. So adding being honest with my ex, I think this is the ninth podcast that I am current on. No, no, no. Let me rephrase that. With Where Australia. all hosts are Australian. Oh, well, in that case, you'd have to take out like two of those, I guess. So probably six or seven. I think I'm at four. Yeah, okay. But yeah. I mean, that's proportionally, it's still, it's got to be above the normal, I would, I would think. Most American listeners don't listen to that many Australian podcasts, I think. So maybe we're predisposed to like him. I, I'll just go and put that out there. But then the other thing that I, I want to put out there is when we first listened to this, when we first heard the, not even, when we first heard the request, you and I said, ooh, I wonder, is it actually going to be two people who were exes with each other or is it th them speaking into the void at their exes? Uh, no, what I, I assumed it was two exes doing the podcast, but if it's a girlfriend that's an ex, if it's a fiance that's an ex, or a wife that's like, all three of those bring a different kind of weight, a different feel, a different dynamic to that show. So if it's like a girlfriend that was your ex, eh, I don't really care, right? That's not enough. Like, dude, everybody's had half a dozen girlfriends, mm. right? I don't, I don't care. But how many people, and, and a lot of people get married and divorced, right? I know a lot of those people. I don't know a whole lot of people who were engaged and then called it off. Like that's a whole, like to be engaged, to be married, to have that commitment and then to be like, ah, oh, you know what? I think we're both smart enough to know that we're, we shouldn't go through with or this. Or at like, least one of us is. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> well, that's funny. a weird. I know one person for a fact that that is that well, or two, I guess, but I know one of them well. And the one that I know he has said multiple times it would have been better for him and perhaps even them as far as like people's opinion of him 
if they had gotten married and then quickly gotten divorced rather than calling off the Sure, but again, like that's like I feel like that's because we live in the deep south. Oh, maybe so it's like Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I think that's a most very people, regional thing. Yeah, most other people would be like, well, good on you. You had a good right. head on your shoulders. You made the right deal. Well, better. thank goodness you didn't cause the hassle or whatever. All right, so you actually, talking about who's an ex and which is an ex and what were these people going to be, you've got a clip that relates to this, right? Yes, yeah, so here's something that I never thought about um, was w- what defines an ex, mm. Right. Um, so I would say that I have three exes, Okay. but there's probably an upwards of like 10 or so that think I'm an ex. <laughs> so I appreciated this definition right here. Mm, nah, I didn't feel like they're your ex unless... You properly broke up. Oh, you know, right. The breakup like is what someone, defines it. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like you can be dating someone and you don't call them your girlfriend, but if there is a breakup, then they become your ex. Can oh, I? that's brilliant. Yeah. So it's the it's the it's the breakup that defines it as an ex, right? So like if you sit down and you have a conversation, you go over your grievances or whatever's not working for you or whatever's not work, whatever it is. Like, if you are in a relationship that demands that, then that I was, think that that's an, an ex. ex. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I agree. That's a good ground zero definition to work from. You, you know, the, the question was, okay, once you establish what was the relationship between these two human beings going to be in this podcast, then the question was how honest were they going to be with one another? And in the very first episode, Peter makes it clear exactly how honest they're going to be uh, about 12 minutes into the first episode – they have this discussion. Well, I feel like yours is easy, right? Because we went out for the longest. Yeah, that's true. We went out for the longest. We still speak regularly. I would be pretty offended if I wasn't number one. <laughs> um, I think... Oh, this is going to be horrible. Uh, <gasps> I don't know if you were the one I was most in love with. <gasps> oh, my God! Yeah, that's you pretty brutal, isn't it? You've never said that before. Well, what are you doing? I mean, I, how do you quant like? Firstly, okay, how do you quantify it? Firstly, what the? F- I'm pretty great. <laughs> yeah, no, look, you're the one I love the most now. Secondly, yep, I'm really great. Yep. Okay. Thirdly. Why would you tell me that <laughs> right now? <laughs> I mean, look, you're the you're the one I, I get along with the best now, and you're the one I talk to the most now, and you're the one who at the moment I love the most. But I think there was a time when I was more intensely... Wow, that is awful, isn't it? All right, Josh, you say that you have three exes in sure. your life. Okay. Yes. I have... I would say four. Well, no. I probably have three as well, I guess, that would really count. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got three, uh, varying levels, and maybe and maybe I might have five women that would claim me. Perhaps uh, <laughs> I don't know anybody that I would be willing to look in the face, <laughs> expect to have an ongoing friendly relationship with, and go, "You weren't the one I loved the most." 
Well, I think I think that all depend. Like, that's a really what does that mean, <laughs> really? Yeah, but the point is, you don't say it to the person. Whether you whether whether you have a nebulous answer. Just because to that he question. loves someone else most doesn't mean that he doesn't love her. Didn't love her best. <laughs> no, I think that is no, no. Those are mutually exclusive. No, they're not. <laughs> yeah. They're dude. That is not at all even close to mutually exclusive. <laughs> all right. Have you have you loved a woman best but not most? <laughs> I have careful careful how you answer that question. <laughs> I have loved people to varying degrees. <laughs> so no, they wouldn't all be equal in some that I loved one way I didn't love another. Oh, this is the most political answer you've ever given uh, and it is the season I suppose. So good on you. It occurs to me we haven't done a little bit of housekeeping on this show. Beinghonestwithmyex.com is the website by the way. Beinghonestwithmyex.com. Uh about 30 minutes or so, the shortest episodes, a little over an hour for the longest episodes and they're basically every week. Basically. Yeah. I and, mean, you know, give them some leeway there. This isn't anybody's primary job uh, in this uh, uh, pairing here. But overall, Josh, let's start talking about it. Let's talk about the audio quality first, because this is the one big hiccup, I think, that you and I both had. Sure. But before we get into audio, well, you know what? I'll save this till later. It's still relevant. Let's get into audio quality. All right. Let's, let's break it down a little bit. Uh, we've talked to, around this show a lot. Let's talk about the specific way that they put this thing together. Uh, audio quality. Um it's something that I didn't notice at first because I listen to this podcast as I listen to all of my podcasts in Overcast, and generally I have the vocal boost turned on, but I did notice it when I listened over in iTunes. It's a little low. It is recorded really low. Well, and some episodes in particular are worse than others. Occasionally, especially the most recent episodes, are much better mixed than the early ones, but throughout there's some inconsistency, and none of them are compressed and mastered at a at a level at a, at a uniform level of loudness that's good for like leaving the knob at one position, right? You got to ride the volume with the, with this one a little bit. Dude, I didn't ride the volume, but I literally had it like whenever I listened to it in my car over Bluetooth, it was up like ninety seven percent of my possible volume in my car just to just to listen to it. Um, you know, at a level that that I could hear over my air conditioner. Yeah. Right. Uh, so what do you, I mean, do you think, I'm pretty sure they're doing this by Skype, and I'm, I've i I've heard, you know, some artifacts yeah. in there now and again. Yeah. Neither one of them have, like, the best uh, sound-treated rooms, but none of that took away from the content of the show. The only thing that I ever had a problem with was the overall volume. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yes, okay. I agree. All right, so let's move on to production values. Uh, fairly minimal. The uh, Originally, there was basically no intro. It was the first couple of episodes, I think, it was just them explaining what the show was but about. But now the intro is, like, clips from things that they've said, yes. which is, tends to be a pretty standard way um to intro a show. Well, and especially I find a show especially that like this that is a personal show that sort of builds on itself. Like this show works better if you have some background with them rather than diving in midstream. Okay, well, here's so here's a great place to put this. Okay. You said, "Hey, we have our first Patreon review in." Mm-hmm. You told me the title of the show and I was like, "Cool. Well, when are we scheduling it because that's really all I cared about." Um and and then you started listening to it before I did, a couple of weeks before I did. A week a week before I did? At least, like that. yeah. Okay. And then you were pretty excited about it, and you were like, hey, man, here's what this, this show's about. And you gave me a rundown, and here's what I took from that conversation. 
She said, it's neat, one, because it's a fiancé that's an ex. And I was like, sweet, that's what I wanted. Then you said they were polyamorous, which I'm not very familiar with. Oh, oh yeah, we haven't so, mentioned that one, by the way. So that was intriguing. I was like, okay, that's going to be a unique voice. Okay. Right? And then you said he happens to be the number one author of of incest mind control porn. Yes. And I was like, oh, I really don't want to listen to this now. And I had, from that, I went ahead and constructed a person and gave that person a personality. I gave that person a belief system. I gave that person, uh, I fleshed this person out. And I, and I thought, is this a person I would want to have a, a beer with? Because that tends to be my standard. Do I want to have, have a beer with this person? Uh, if I was in a bar... And before I listened to the show, the answer was no. Right. Uh, and then I started listening to it, and I go, oh, I just showed my immaturity uh, because it fit that mold almost none. The mold that you'd created in your head. Yes. The, the, the imaginary uh, outline of Peter C. Hayward that you had in your head. Uh, and then I thought— Peter B. Hayward. And then I thought— what type of person does it have to take to be engaged to this type of person? So then I started f- fleshing out SJ. <laughs> you built SJ in your head too, huh? Yes. Uh, and, and none of those were alike. No, because being from the South, they were rather, in my head, trailer parkish. So production values, Josh, uh, what, what overall, did you have any issues with the way that they mixed the intro? No, this is how I, this is yeah, it's in, it's out, how it's I mostly, prefer podcasts. This is what I like. This is my sweet talk. spot. Yeah. Um, I, because it's like this, if, if you have an interesting enough point of view, right, it, let, let's say it's on movies and there's a hundred thousand movie podcasts out there. If your point of view is unique enough and interesting enough you generally don't need all that junk cluttering it up. So just have the conversation. And that's what this podcast does. I tend to agree. I tend to agree. I wish they would uh, turn it up a little bit. Um, <laughs> so let's move on then to host likability. What do you think of Peter and SJ in particular? All right. So let me tell you the, the roller. First of all, I liked SJ from the beginning. Uh, I think she's funny. I think she's very witty. Uh, she, I, she played the role of me in one of their episodes in particular that we're going to get to in a second called, uh, making money with my ex episode 28. Um, but Peter, I went on a roller coaster ride with, I, I was predisposed to like Peter first of all, cause he paid me money. Uh, but also, <laughs> right. He, he was a, he's a Patreon member, but also I was predisposed to like him because I thought this was an interesting podcast. He opens the episode number one, very uh, frankly, they have the interesting conversation where he's where he tells her, you know, that he, she didn't he didn't love her the most uh, of his exes, et cetera, et cetera. And then we get into this episode, episode nine. It was the second one that I listened to, and uh, the title of the episode is called "Embezzling from My Ex." And the the punchline of that episode is SJ telling a story about how uh, there's a banker somewhere that thinks that um, Peter stole a bunch of money from her, uh, and and so thinks he's a horrible person. But when they're getting to that. This story came out about towards the end of their engagement when they actually broke up, the way that Peter reacted to that and the way that he treated her during that period. Um, he asked for the ring back. 
and then he asked for the money, and he was sort of an <laughs> about it. Listen to this. <laughs> the fact that it wasn't an expensive for a ring does not stop it from being a lot of money compared to the zero dollars that we had at the time. Yeah, I think it was just like we we'd, you know, I was just like a lot of things come out in the wash and. That just felt like... A slap in the face. Yeah, it felt intentionally mean. It wasn't intentionally mean. I was I was freaking out, not coping. I think it was like 150 bucks or something. That was half of the ring, yeah. It was 300 bucks. And I was like, are you serious? And I thought that you were just like having a moment. And I was like, oh, I don't think that that's... That's not very nice, but I'll give you the ring back. Thinking that you would be like, oh, yeah, you're totally right. That is a really weird thing to ask. And then would be like, don't worry about it. Forget I ever said anything. But you're like, yeah, actually, can you give me the ring back? And I was like, what are you going to do with this ring? So I told you I didn't know where it was. I know exactly where it is. I'm looking at it right now. I, I feel like your attempt to like, first of all, I admit it was a dicky thing to do and I have apologized for it. But I feel like your attempt to make me sound like a, a bad guy here has not been super effective because the story that hey. you just told was... You asked for the money. I said no. You asked for the ring. I told you I'd lost it, but I hadn't. <laughs> okay, I told you the most podcast-friendly story I could. Okay, that's fair. You asked for a podcast-friendly story? So I didn't like him anymore. I was like, no, boo on Peter C. Hayward. Would you have asked for the ring back? I did not. When, I mean, I am, I have an ex. Oh, well, that, but that that's, no, 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 no. She she had it for enough years that I yes, that's hers. Okay, like you guys married, you went through with it. I'm talking about from a fiance, you hadn't gone through with well, it. It depends on who broke the engagement off, doesn't it? And in this case, he had broken the engagement off. You can't you can't tell her no and then give it back. Um, I think that's classless. I, she gives it back. That's one thing. I here so here's my okay. <laughs> You're like dollars is dollars and pesos is pesos. No. If she's the one that broke it off, I expect her to give it back. If I am the one that breaks it off, if she's a good person, I expect her to give it back. You might be hurt if she doesn't. If she keeps it, I'm 100% vindicated in breaking it off. <laughs> like if she keeps it, I go, huh. I was right. I feel like that's sort of like uh, the watch, I mean, the witch test, right? Like, if she drowns, she's a witch. (laughs) (laughs) She drowns, she was innocent. If she floats, she's a witch, you gotta burn her. No, you do a whole, uh, a whole like Monty Python, Holy Grail treatment to that whole scenario. Oh, man. All right. So, so I was, I was up and I was down. With Peter, and then I back up again because in episode twenty-eight, he launches a plan for SJ to to make money, and he lays out for her why she needs to make this transition in her life, why she needs to go independent. And first of all, like he starts, and I'm like, yes, that's the most motivational thing I've heard of. That's exactly the reason I went in, in, independent, and I'm an independent contractor, and yay us. And then. The, he lays out the beginnings of his plan, and and her response was so perfect. She was like, "Yeah, and what would the other revenue streams be?" I lo- he's just, she's like, "Yeah, give me some more content there." Uh, so check this out. I mean, obviously, it's a position of privilege to be able to quit your job to work on something that you're passionate about, and that's a position that not a lot of people get. 
you pulled a quote from our episode on gender and pronouns, which I want to quote, but it was me saying it, so it feels super wanky. But I really agreed with that guy. He had some good points to make. What do you say? I know I'm super privileged and I want to use that privilege for good, basically. Oh, uh, yeah. Of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you're super privileged in a few ways. Uh, you also have areas in which you're not privileged. Life is complex. But, uh, yeah, no, I know. I felt it was necessary to give that nod and just be like, you have this privilege and I want to see you use that to do as much good as you can. Yeah. So, what I would do in your shoes is I would give my, my two weeks notice or four weeks notice or whatever it is. I would work out exactly how much I spend each month and how much money I have in the bank and then be like, okay, I can reasonably do this for four months. I can reasonably do this for nine months, whatever the number is. I would come up with like six possible revenue streams and I would work five days a week on it. Yeah. Because the revenue streams are stuff like creating a course is something that can really tangibly make money. And you and I have gotten involved in a group that is dedicated to like course making. So you've got that whole network for advice. Yeah. You're a really good writer. You've got me to like proof stuff and possibly help, et cetera, et cetera. Like that is one potential revenue stream. What would be the other ones? I'm just trying to think of. Oh, okay. So there's a thought I was going to say uh, about privilege, which is I've been watching through the US history crash course series hosted by John Green. Oh yeah. And one of the really interesting ones is about the market revolution, which was the moment when the kind of modern day workforce sprung into existence. So before this point in history, people used to work from home. Yeah. Then factories were invented. Yeah. And you would go in and work in this factory and come home. And so it was this like the invention of the nine to five job. And around the same time, a bunch of writers and philosophers kind of started to talk about this stuff that was really affecting people, which is for the first time in history, people weren't growing food that they would then eat. People were going in and doing a job which anyone can do. Yes. And it drastically changed people's self-esteem and mental health status and stuff like that. If you spend your days doing stuff that only you can do, that directly affects your life Life, and that makes a difference, makes a tangible difference. Totally. Yeah, I mean, I anyway, think about it, um, the- I'm really glad this dude reached out to us on our Patreon because I'm going to uh, send him some emails and make him uh, give me a business plan. Um, he's, he, this, he's got his head together. I that think. doesn't hurt us all. Uh, it doesn't hurt us all there, Joel. <laughs> no, I know. Right. Yeah. Let's reach out to a stranger stranger to get business advice when you're you do a podcast with a businessman every week. <laughs> I reach out to you for no, this advice. No, too. not anymore, bro. Oh, come on. Cut off. Nothing now you're going to have to. There's, there's nothing wrong with uh, 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 many heads. Two heads are better than one. Something like that. No? Anyway. Uh, what do you think? I mean, you... if you're polyamorous. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Uh, we didn't even really touch on that. Did you listen to any episodes about the polyamory? Uh, no. There's, so they, they mention it throughout. It's peppered throughout and informs a lot of the episodes. Sure. Um, I listened I, to one episode specifically where they like they delved into their brand of polyamory and the different sort of <laughs> flavors of it that other people live. I feel like being polyamorous allows them to do a podcast like this. Yeah, it would be real, real hard. And a monogamous relationship. Yeah. And, and here's the thing is I'm monogamous. I believe in a monogamous relationship. Those are hard. 
Yeah. Why would you want to, if you want to complicate that to the nth degree with polyamory, good luck to you because you're going to need it. And the cool thing was is to hear them talk about the struggles that they had with it. But I think in the end, I think they can be honest with each other. I think they can have these conversations because of those experiences and dealing with that together. So I think that's pretty cool. Uh, the thing, the the thing that jumped out at me as far as the polyamory, which by the way, if you don't, if you're not familiar with the term, it just means that that, that you are non-monogamous. You can have multiple romantic partners, and and uh, but eth- but ethically, because that's the yes, big thing is you like know, the concept is the concept is that uh, love is not finite in in their conception of it, and so. If you are in love with someone and you are in love with someone else, inherently you must love the first person less, right? And they would say, poo-poo to that. Not nonsense. I can love that person and I can love this new person in a whole different way or the same way. And uh, I'm not losing the love that I have for the first person. Well, That's the concept of polyamory, basically. And in episode 32, cheating on my ex, mm. I feel like it's a sensationalized title, honestly, mm. uh, because it was not – Tech, to their definition, they both cheated on each other. Well, yes, they both, even being polyamorous, they cheated on so each other. So there's still rules. It's not a free-for-all. Right. Yes. And and so I was kind of like, oh, this is like, I don't see, it, it was, they came out to be liars is what I thought. Like, I feel like, oh, they're more like, yes. right, I feel like more they're just liars. Uh, right, cheaters. Like that didn't fit my definition of cheating until we get to the to, to further in that episode, and then again, like they they are redefining my views on a couple of things. Right, uh-huh. so redefining what I consider an ex, or laying the groundwork of what I think is a really good rule of what defines an ex. And the second is what defines cheating. Right, cheating to me was like straight up. Sex. It's pretty clear. Yeah, it's it's kind of like it's kind of like how you know the uh, the Senate defines pornography. You uh, know it when you, you see know it. Know when you see it. Yes. Right. Uh, but they're like, no, it's when you break trust. Or whatever that. When trust you break is. trust in that relationship, you have cheated on that person, which I think is a pretty good definition as well. I agree. The problem yeah. is that most people don't keep. Frank and honest and thorough conversations about where the trust is and like what the expectations are with both of their with both with both parties. You know what I mean? Like most relationships don't have regular ongoing conversations or even like a ground rule setting one of like, what are the rules here? What do we expect of one another? Like, oh, man, you know what I really want to do? Start a, re- a relationship podcast with your polyamorous ex-girlfriend? <laughs> no, 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 no. No? Okay. Uh, it's just me, huh? So on, on Patreon, you can you can pay him to write you custom stories, custom stories, yes. right? And he is the best at this particular thing at incest mind control. And here's that's not his. I bag. want hold on, that's right? Not, sure. That is, what, that is what the customers paid for. That's what they asked for. That's sure, what but I'm become known for. So by the time this comes out, I will have already gone uh, up to. Um, Galesburg and hung out for a uh, weekend at the lake uh, with the guys from IVMV, which is a Cubs podcast I listen to. I wish I would have heard of this podcast before or knew that this was an option before so that 
I could have become a patron to get him to write a incest mind control porn with uh, Corey, with the hosts of Ivy and be able to give that to Corey. Hey, here you go, buddy. Here's a uh, thanks for letting us come up here and stay. Here is here's a little some here's a little, little token of my esteem to yeah you. porn with. Um, <laughs> You know, with you and your buddies, yeah, you and your podcast buddies. There you go. Enjoy, Corey. Mind controls uh, uh, Andy and and crew. Um, that would have been brilliant. Here's what they made me understand about polyamory: it's not just weirdos. <laughs> like Peter and and SJ seem totally normal people, except for the fact that they are polyamorous. And he has a uh, blue hair and beard. Well, yeah, but I know people with blue hair and a beard. And I even know people who do something sort of like less than normal in their day job. Like, I don't know anybody who makes a living as a porno writer, but I know people that do similar things. Like, that don't really talk about what they do to make their money, necessarily, in their, like, day-to-day local life. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, there—so, besides the volume— there's something else that kind of like was just like an, an itch in the back of my head while I'm listening to these episodes. Mm. So she goes by SJ or Honest Easley. I'm assuming her name's Sarah. I'm pretty sure they've said it once. In the first episode, they give her dad's full name yes. and middle initial. Yes. So it's kind of confusing of what's the deal with her being anonymous um, because it's it would be very easy to figure it out if you're inclined to do so. So like if it's a way to keep like creepers away, don't think it's a very good way to go about it. <laughs> um, and then he I took, oh man, this bugged me a lot. He said he would not sign a non-disclosure agreement. And I'm going to play that clip right now and discuss it afterwards. Yeah, I mean, first of all, we've tried to anonymize this as much as possible. These people exist and they're real and it sucks that they're being talked about, but also the alternative is not talking about them and I feel less comfortable with that. Like, these these are stories that happened to us. This is a big part of our relationship. It is a thing that happened to me and I want to be able to talk about that. I got contacted by a big game company recently being like, hey, do you want to enter into collaboration? And I was like, that sounds great. Yes. And they're like, cool. Do you want us to send an NDA, which is a non-disclosure agreement? And I just avoided replying to that part of the email, but I will not sign an NDA. Like, even if it means sacrificing a huge possibility of financial success, I do not want to be told that I can't talk about a thing. I want to talk about this because it is a thing that happened to us. This is a podcast about our lives. And this was a big part of my life. I am trying to do the right thing by anonymizing these people. I don't want to go into like crazy detail, but I do want to talk about the facts that were pertinent as to how they affected me in my life. I don't think that's unreasonable. Okay, so he comes off as definitely a very, very creative person. You and I are creative people. We uh, we went to uh, you know college uh, in the liberal arts department. We did theater professionally. 
I get all that being, this is, this is you, this is what you want to say. You don't need to be censored. Nothing should censor you. Right. Well, and, and the other point for him is that he lives his life publicly. Like, this is what I do. I, I build, I've built a brand and I'm continuing to grow my brand. And so everything in my life is potentially part of the content that I make. Sure. But I'm calling bullshit on this because just because there's no one willing to pay your price to sign a non-disclosure doesn't mean you wouldn't. Mm. And so for him to say, even for financial gain, I wouldn't sign a non-disclosure, bullshit. Your price may be a quarter of a million dollars, a half a million dollars, whatever it is, you have a price. Or, or maybe it's a particular passion project. If he, it, Maybe it's not a certain amount of money, but if he was offered the perfect thing, then maybe he'd be quiet about it. Yeah, so it seems a very odd stance. So, for instance, I might agree take, with him. And it, and it, and it wrong false. I, I might agree with him, but if Disney calls me tomorrow and says, Joel, do you want to work on the next Star Wars movie, but you can't tell anybody, I'd be like, excellent, no problem. Zip lips. And, and I live my life publicly, but I'd shut my mouth to work on Star Wars. Sure, but he's like... That's the canary in a coal mine, by the way. If, if you happen to hear me not say anything about the next Star Wars movie, you know that I'm working on it. <laughs> he has a much stronger like stance for not doing it than someone like you doing it. Like he's got he he has a a background of like living homeless yes. and telling about it and all of and all, and all of these things. So I understand what he's saying, but it seems like a very 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 strong statement for him to say you couldn't pay me to sign a non-disclosure. I feel like that's a bunch of bull. Overall, I really enjoyed the show. I don't mind the anonymity. I understand where you're coming from. But, like, I under, I also understand why people straddle the line sometimes. Like, sometimes you just do the thing that you're going to do. And, and that's the way that you can feel comfortable doing the thing that you need to do. So I'm okay with that. Yeah, no, I mean, if they're, if that's, if, yeah. if, 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 if that's how they want to want people to be and not like like uh there's a couple of uh people that they call Max and Uma and if they want them to be anonymous cool always call them Max and Uma I get it her to be referred to as SJ or whatever cool but whenever there's like oh here's my father's whole name just like I it doesn't make sense to do it at that point yeah right like the the cat already ate the canary at that point the cat, the cat, the cat has chewed the canary up. Um, so I, I will say this: I think uh, this is interesting, and I'm going to introduce uh, Peter to one of my podcasting clients, uh, Ray. Both of them Australians that have uh, migrated and live in uh, Toronto. What about that? That's weird, right? Wait, say that again. I'm sorry. Both Peter Hayward and one of my clients, uh, Ray Wood, are both Australians who migrated and live in Toronto. That's weird, right? Mm. Got a huge. Is there like a little Australia, little Melbourne in Toronto? I don't know, but a lot of podcasts come from Canada, so it's not that weird. <laughs> it's not that weird, I suppose. All right. Uh, overall, I really enjoyed the show. I am subscribed to Being Honest with My Ex. I enjoyed the peek behind the scenes into the relationship, as well as uh, these two particular individuals. I really like the show, too. Uh, I am subscribed. I'm going to keep listening to it. Um, my wife liked it too, which I was surprised. Like she, even whenever we got home, she's like, "Hey, do you want to finish that episode? Do you want to start like?" Well, especially she, you never know. Like maybe the polyamory stuff would turn her off in particular. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like you build, like you construct who these people are in your head when you hear those types of things, which just shows bias and 
prejudice and regionalism and all those types of things that make you who you are because you're a product of your environment to a certain degree that you're going to think those types of things. And then to here you go, no, these are very smart, well thought out people who are saying stuff that they that they believe they're not do it's not a shock thing it's not a shock by anything that's just which is what you would expect like oh i'm being rebellious and this that and the other but and the cool thing is i only have experience in monogamous relationships so to see them having the types of conversation the types of maturity uh that they discuss things with and and a lot of immaturity don't get me wrong uh but to see it come from that type of relationship is very interesting and very unique. And and I think that that is, that is the thing that that's, – that's this podcast's competitive advantage, right? There's dozens upon dozens upon dozens of relationship podcasts out there. And I think this is a unique enough – you know what? They are the number one polyamorous relationship podcast because she busts his chops about him claiming to be the number one uh, uh, author yeah. Yeah, of, of that type of erotica. And she's like, how do you know? Like, how do you do that? And she goes, and then it comes to the point where she's like, oh, you just have to be niche enough at a thing to where no one else is doing it. Just and then you can down. say you're number one. Crank it down and crank it down and crank it down. That's right. Uh, all right. So that is our review of Being Honest with My Ex from Peter C. Hayward and uh, Honor Eastley. Uh, thanks to Peter for uh, suggesting it and bringing it to us in the Patreon account. If you want to be like Peter and nominate your show for a discussion on uh, Always Listening, you can do it by going to patreon.com slash alwayspod and ponying up 27 bucks a month. That's the level that will get you a um, a free review, or I say a free review, a, a, a requested review. There we go. All right, real quick before we get out of here, listener feedback, Josh. This comes Ooh. from Down Under. John Garnham, he didn't know we were going to read it on a, this is an all-Australian podcast. Apparently. Uh, He says, just wanted to say thank you for a great podcast and share a couple of shows with you all. One of my favorite podcasts is a science-based one called The Infinite Monkey Cage. That sounded right up your alley. It does sound, yes. Right? It's a a podcast from the UK, so it's British. Uh, The Infinite Monkey Cage is hosted by Professor Brian Cox and a comedian, Robin Entz. Are you familiar with either of those people? Um, No. Neither am I. Uh, Each episode focuses on a different topic with a panel of guests, including scientists and comedians, discussing an issue often in a humorous and witty way. That sounds great. That sounds like a great podcast. It's on the list. Uh, Eventually. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there someday. Uh, Let's see. Another one is called The Modern Man, M-A-N-N, and it's hosted by Ollie Mann. That focuses Um, on modern culture. I, oh, man, I really feel like I've come across that one before. Uh, it is definitely an adult podcast, as in each episode, one of the presenters, Alex Fox, a sexpert, that got your attention, uh, discusses an issue related to sex. Depending on the demographics... Uh, I don't see a degree on his wall. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Depending on the demographics <laughs> of the audience for always listening, it may not be suitable for reviewing. Looking forward to the next podcast. Cheers. And again, that comes from John Garnum. John, thank you. Uh, we don't really have a, a standard... Uh, well, we don't have standards, period, really. Uh, but we don't have a standard for 
we do review explicit podcasts. We have in the past and will again. This one, it was an explicit podcast uh, that we reviewed uh, today, being honest with my But ex. we didn't review it explicitly. Precisely. So uh, anytime we're going to veer into a conversation that we feel like is sort of questionable, we'll just give you a heads up. And even when we curse, as Josh did in this episode, we believe it. So that's the way we handle those sorts of things. And that won't uh, disqualify your suggestion at all. We actually have a an explicit podcast coming up that we will discuss explicitly. Really? Yeah. We, we, do you, it's impo- ahead, it is impossible. It, it is it is it is impossible to discuss the church or what's happening now. Oh. Because you're not gonna be able to find a sound clip longer than thirty seconds. Well, it is not unprecedented, Josh. We have done this once before. We had an explicit episode, and we put out a censored episode uh, of the podcast as well, and that may be exactly what we have to do again. We'll oh, for guys, we uh, effed. That's right. Yeah. Uh, for guys, we effed. That was the name of that show. Uh, or About Last Night is the new name of the, the podcast there. You should continue to stay subscribed. Go visit the Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash always listening pod, uh, and uh, join us for our next review as we will be discussing discussing Mysterious Universe. That's next in the feed. Uh, and, no, excuse me. Mysterious Universe was last week. Next in the feed is The Language of Bromance. That's the next review coming here on Always Listening. Until next time, we've been your hosts. I'm Josh. I'm Joel. And we are Always Listening. Yeah, I know I ain't seen it all, but I've seen enough. Always Listening Podcast Reviews is a proud member of the Two Guys and a Rogue Network. You can find all our reviews, more info about the shows, and other podcasts we produce at alwayslisteningpod.com. If you love podcasts as much as we do, check out our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash alwayslisteningpod. Our theme song is Enough from Bethany Rayburn.
two guys and a rogue. I'm one guy. I'm the other. And this is The Network.